Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Just Too Sweet Show episode number 13 for us. I am, as you can read right here, my tag team partner. Over, I can't do it like as well as Farachi does. Himself, Eric Zant. What's up, brother? How are you? Right here it is. Bad as ever. He can do all over the place now. Yeah, I don't know how he does that. He's good. That's why he's the boss. So what's going on, brother? How's everything? Everything's good. Everything's uh, at a slow chill. Can't complain. Still essential? Still essential. Still haven't seen anything or even a slap on the back. <laughs> and that's going to be a while before we actually probably do see anything. If we see anything. I'm going hey. to lean on the side and no. Yeah, most likely. Oh, I, I see you're you're in a different you're worse in position than I am. I at least my union is fighting something. And you're in a you're in a worse position than I am right now. You're gonna have to hope the state and the governor and all that shit comes through. Yeah, he's he's great. Hey, his approval ratings through the roof right. Well when well, yeah, when 10 people are the only ones that vote and they all vote yes, I mean, you know, and like, or like 12 people vote and 10 vote yes and two vote no. Well, he's like right now. It's unbelievable compared to. So. Yeah. I, um, let's see, what am I going to say? Let me share this stuff out. Let me see who everybody. I'm going to send a to Bunker. Come on. I doubt it, though. Um, but we will. The, all right, let's start, right here, I think, with our favorite show now. It's got to be our favorite show. Yeah. The uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Another great episode last week. Um, and I can honestly say, I did not know 90% of anything about the you know, until I Watch this. Never a big Dino Bravo guy. Never like hated him. He's just he's there in the background. Um, what did I? What did I think? I liked it, man. Um, I kind of knew a little bit about it. Is it me? I think it is you. You're going in and out. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah, I couldn't hear you either. And you were you were going in and out. Maybe it's my new headphones already fucking up. Could be. I hope not. I hope not. Were you plugged in? It sounded like you, you weren't plugged in all the way or something. That's yeah, just text. Well, whatever. You hear me now? I can hear you now. All right. So what did you think of the episode last week? I loved it. Um, like I said, I'm, I kind of always liked Bravo and I kind of knew a little bit about it just from, uh, you know, just from lore and legend. And this kind of brought all that together. Like, I don't, I don't know why I knew he was in the mafia, probably because I just like mafia stuff. But, um, a lot of that surprised me because, I mean, 
I knew Dino was over in Montreal, man, but I didn't realize he was like the Hulk Hogan of, of Quebec. I mean, did you? It's crazy. Yeah. So were you, were, were, were you distracted by the French? Am I what? Were you distracted by all the French talk? Not really, because amazing, man. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> a lot of people said that that I talked to. A lot of people were like, like you know, the French kind of. But I guess I could follow it. I don't know. It didn't. I, I could follow it, so it wasn't really a big deal to me. But um, the uh, you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um. The uh, I don't like how they look, man. It was a hit. There's no two ways about it. It was a hit. Um, who called the hit? Who wanted the hit? Um, organize. I mean, you know, this is Canadian organized crime. I'm not trying to downplay it, but it's not New York. You know what I mean? But yeah. be that as it may, um. It, it's it, he definitely got in with the wrong he did the wrong deal and you know paid for it well you had well you had you had the indians you had the italians you had the the french mob right right all three of them pretty much suspects in this whole thing well yeah the quebec mob or the yeah the quebec organized crime the uh the quebec drug dealers and the the Indians. So I mean, he had three parties that kind of got ripped off on all of it because he was smuggling through the, the reservation. There's the natives. He was smuggling cigarettes for the mob. So there's the mob. But then a drug dealer got wind of his smuggling and thought, "Hey, throw a little bit of cocaine through there, and I'll co throw you a little bit of whatever." But I guess when he stored it and he got raided. Like the drug dealer lost fifty grand, the mob lost four hundred thousand. So I mean, there you go. Like that's your, it's over, you know. Yep, that's true. It was definitely, like you said, it was definitely one of those. Uh, I had no idea how over he was in in Canada. I really mm. didn't because I know I knew nothing about him. I knew when he came into WWF at the time, and he had blonde hair and he was pretty big. That's all I ever really knew about him. <clears throat> I said I wasn't a fan either way. Um, but again, another crazy ass episode. Like it's so shocking what goes on with these guys' lives, especially the ones that you said they have. He had no skills outside yeah. of wrestling, so he just—I mean, think about it. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go right into illegal mob activity, collecting, yeah. collecting for the mob. I mean, come on, that's crazy. Oh too. yeah, enforcer. Yeah, come on. The you want to know what's funny, man? Is I've met a lot of guys wrestlers like name wrestlers that don't have any life skills at all they don't know you know they got in so young and all they know is wrestling they they uh when shit happens they, they, they you know they it's tough for them to integrate into society you know well that's why we see a lot of these guys 50 60 years old in the gyms and the church is still wrestling yeah trying to get by and it's very sad it is very, very sad. Very sad. It is very sad. Especially when you, all these guys you grew up with watching, now they're in a little, you know, 100 capacity gym breaking their asses. 
Yeah. They, they should all be wearing shirts, but they all got the shirts off, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what, happened, what happened to my childhood? <laughs> Over by, um, they had a show a couple years ago, and it was, uh, actually, it was a long time ago, actually, and I got real, real depressed. Chief Cake, it was mine. Jim Nineheart. In a little, little church gym over here. But the rest. Can you hear me? You can hear me? You got me? No, I got no. What the hell's going on with my new headphones? Why do they keep going out? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I paid, I paid a lot of money for these goddamn things. They better start working. Huh. That's weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, like I like I said, I saw these guys in a little gym, and it was real depressing. Yeah. I don't like seeing that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, I remember watching watching um, guys up in Delhi College, and you know, like Bundy was there and Bam Bam Bigelow was there. And I was like, wow, man, is this what, is this what, you know, happens, you know, afterward, <laughs> you know, it was, it was awful. Well, uh, tonight's episode should be another good one. It's another guy. I don't think anyone knows anything about, and that's Dr. D David Schultz. Yeah. Uh, legendary hard interview, legendary pain in the ass legendary, no one knows anything about him type of guy. I mean, I know nothing about him except for the slap. The famous slap. Yeah. Which was one of the greatest things in the history of wrestling. Absolutely one of the greatest things. I'll tell you, we think we discussed this right in the beginning when we first started this. That was the show that blew it up for me. So I blame John Stossel for ruining kayfabe for me as, as a child. Because that was the show that showed that it wasn't real, quotation marks. Um, and I got really upset at that. So, so when Dr. D slapped him in the face for asking, I was kind of like, all right, good. What the hell with this dude? Um, do you have any, like I said, I know nothing. Do you have any Dr. D insights? Do you know uh, any history of the dude? I remember seeing him. In AWA when I was a kid. Then I saw him in a WWF for a while. And then he he was on. Remember Morton Downey Jr. Remember the Morton Downey Jr. show? He was yeah. on there once. I know more about him on that than I did than I did anything else really because I guess he was a bounty hunter back then, and he was threatening to beat like all these other guys up that he was talking that Morton was talking to. And like the crowd, every time he said something, he got all pissed off. The crowd would go crazy, and they loved it. And I don't know. He's believable, though, man. Like, I was scared. Like, I was a little kid. I was scared. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's, like, the meanest guy I've ever seen in my life. So, but, yeah, that's what I know about Dr. D. I don't know, like you, I don't know much about, you know, anything. So this is going to well, be interesting. Heard- Whoa, what the hell was that? I heard the producer say, uh... Yeah, he did an interview on another show saying Dr. D was actually very cooperative. Normally he wouldn't be, but he was actually very cooperative with the show. Now, what that level of cooperation means? 
I don't know. <laughs> well, that could be a ten percent for him, twenty percent for him. But it looked like it looks it looks like it looks like it's another good show. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I mean, you know, he's probably in his like late sixties, so he's got to be kind of mellower by now, you know. Yeah, maybe. Know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Dr. D, you know. Maybe. David um, Sheldon. Did you watch the what now? The uh, ABC special with John Stossel. Do you remember that episode? I, I remember it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I only re- remember Dr. D slapping him. Like, I don't remember Eddie Mansfield or any of that other stuff when Eddie was cutting himself and stuff. I don't remember that. I, I, it's it's stuck in my head, man. Like, oh, it ruined darn. it for me. It ruined it for me. I was like, come on, really? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think my parents made me watch it to, like, see. Just to show you. And I'm like, I, I'm not, you know, I don't know if I believe it was 100% real, but why you got to ruin a kid's <laughs> imagination like that? Yeah. That was, like, our like, only source of magic, man. Like, Well, you know what? Like I said, it's still not fake. It's scripted, sure. but It's organized, but, you know... Most people couldn't get in the goddamn ring and do what they do, so no, the hell with that. The hell with that. No, no, especially um, the air critics, you know. Yeah, but when he when he when he cut himself for the first time, I just like, wow. And then you start looking. Next time you watch wrestling, you start looking for it. You're like, where? Yeah. Where? You gotta look. You gotta look. And then when YouTube first came out, that was one of the first things I went looking for. And you can actually you catch a lot of the blading going on and. Oh you know, yeah, you'll catch the referee picking it up or kicking it out of the ring, or they go. Hogan was famous for going under the ring and coming out and being all bloody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it ruined a part of my childhood. That's a, I still love it. What are you gonna do? Yeah. But it's yeah, all- but that, but that slap was a slap for all of us. Yeah. That and the uh, Richard Belzer getting knocked out by Hulk Hogan are two of my favorite moments of all time. Now, I missed that one too. I didn't get well, to let see me tell that. You. John Stossel didn't ask for the slap. Belzer asked for the sleeper hold, but he, and he was a total prick about it because he he actually would joke about it later on for years and years. Which why he would go out and say, "Oh, I bought my house. You know, I have this house because of Hulk Hogan because of what I sued Hulk Hogan for for that thing." Because he did, he sued him for a lot of money. So I hate I hate Richard Belzer. You know, imagine McMahon paid that. Uh-oh, Eric. Let's see. That's hey. a crotch right there. Hey, hey. That's a crotch. Are we to... Seriously? This is a PG show, Bunker. This is a PG-13 show. A brothel? <laughs> oh, the bunk. Hey, yo. <laughs> What's going on, man? How you guys doing? Hold on. Good. How are you doing? Welcome to the show for the first time. Well, v- visually, anyway. Yeah. Well, I've been ridiculed for um, months, so I figured I should join. It's been Good. a long time. Hang on. We got, we, and we, we got the third member coming in, too. Look, at all of a sudden, we got people coming in. Oh, yeah. There he is. Hollywood Dave is joining us, too. What's going on? Hollywood Dave, that's our friend Bunker. Bunker, that's Hollywood Dave up in the corner. What's going on? 
Hey, Erwin Bunk. So, Bunker, what's yes, going on, man? What do you think of what's going on in the world of wrestling today? How you how are you uh, adjusting to this yeah. period? <laughs> it's it's weird. It, it really is. It's weird. Um, but I, I I think the uh, WWE has done a good job. I think AEW has done a good job. I think everybody's done a good job. I mean, it's different, but you know, the show goes on. Is what they say, right? Yeah. What do you think of AEW? You like AEW? I do. I do. I, I do too. Um, I like it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to, but I do. No. <laughs> I don't want to either. Right. So, I told you, you're going to start liking Kenny, uh, Eric. No, I'm no. not. I'm going <laughs> to no, kick I, his ass. I like, I, like every, I, like, I like everybody but Kenny. Oh, wow. But Bunk, you like Kenny? But who? Kenny Omega? No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Dave. We're birds man. of a feather. Yeah, Poor Kenny, a, man, getting I no love. He's a, he's a knockoff. Yeah. Right there. Who's your knockoff? Um, think about it. Um, what's the name? Uh, with Bobby Roode back in uh, and oh, God, Jesus, James Storm. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, there's a little yeah. James Storm there. Knockoff. And little I'm Brian Pillman. I think it's not a great performer, but I'm just saying, a little bit of a knockoff. But, I can see it. You know, I'm not, I, I don't hate goes down. Everybody goes down. Tim, uh, I apologize for interrupting you. Everybody goes down the whole drinking that's route. That's... And who originated that? Stone Cold. So well, Scott and, Scott Hall did it for real though. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Re, he did it real hardcore. No, that's right. That's right. So you're right. So what are we? What are, what are we all thinking of the uh, Money in the Bank match taking place up in Titan Tower this year? And uh, is the Money in the Bank again? Is it going to be as good with no crowd? What it's do you think, be, Bunk? It, it's going to be a gimmick. It's going to be the same thing as the Boneyard match. It's going to be the same thing as the Firefly Funhouse. That's how I think. I, I actually read that. That that's how it's probably going to go down. So, um, oh, you mean they're going to shoot it ahead of time yeah. with the uh, yeah, they, film. They really? To. Yeah, I that's that's what I read. Um, don't don't hold me to that, but makes sense. Um, but but those matches, you know, as in the vulnerable state we are as a country, that they're they're actually decent. They're, they're not corny. bad. They're corny, Eric. They're corny, <laughs> but you got to keep an open mind. True. Well, where we're at right now. That's so, true. What are we gonna do? Dave, did you hear about that? Is it gonna be are they gonna be shot on film or are they gonna be uh live? Uh no, I think they're actually going the whole route. Even uh Raw and SmackDown, they're gonna do uh pre-taped shows. But I did hear about Money in the Bank being uh taped ahead of time and them doing more like a boneyard and uh Firefly Funhouse style matches where they pre-do them and then just show them off, I guess like uh whenever they're aired. Hmm. And that, that wow. would be both. That would be both the uh, men's and women's. Yeah. Well, well I guess, I guess they have it beneficial and they're not technically yeah. starting the match in the ring. They're starting it on the ground floor, and you got to make your way up to the roof to where the ring is and get the belt. I mean, and the the briefcase. They got to. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Take me through this. They're starting on the ground floor of the building. Titan, Titan Tower. Titan Tower. Titan Towers. 
Stanford. Like like what Vince walks through every day. Like, yep. <laughs> Where's my coffee? Where the hell's my soda? So they're gonna go yeah, up. So they're gonna fight by the water cooler, and then oh look, the copy machine. There goes that thing, you know. And then like keep going up. It's like the Funhouse match in WCW there, whatever it was. It's, it's corny, it's corny, Eric. But open mind. You got to keep an open mind about it. I'm keeping my mind's open. To do? You're right. You're like absolutely Donkey right. Kong. Donkey Kong. You got to get all the way up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> now that actually that actually makes me want to watch it now. Saying it like that. It's good. Yeah, that does. That makes it a lot more. I didn't know that either. That's a good. That's a good little fact. I, I wasn't paying attention to that party. That makes it very interesting. But again, I hope they're gonna have to shoot it correctly and shoot it right and have just the, that that corny factor right there in the middle. Because I guess the Boneyard was corny, but everyone liked it. And yeah, the so Funhouse was, was just the, the it was ridiculous. House, I thought it was so corny, but so good with the Funhouse. Yeah. It, really so, it was so entertaining. It was I so entertaining. It, yeah. yeah, it's because of the characters they use. Yeah, I watched it twice. I was like, I gotta watch this again, and then I finished watching the rest of the pay per view later. I was like, I gotta watch this one more time. <laughs> Sam, like, what the are you talking about? Oh like, no, no, you gotta watch this. This is great. So I made her watch it too. Well, it's not like you missed <laughs> anything after that. You just missed uh, McIntyre, Barry, uh, Rock Lesnar. The worst two main events in both of them this year. But, but McIntyre deserved that championship, and McIntyre deserved the championship for a while. He did, and I and I think if you put the crowd back into it, and eventually they will, I think I think he'll even be a better champion. So honestly, the problem is okay. There's no why squash? Why did it have to be a squash? That's the whole point. If you're gonna put you're gonna put this kind of match on, fine. But why you got to have two squash matches? I mean, it really... If you're going to do that, you might as well put the fucking matches first. Excuse my language. You might as well put those matches first. Get them out of the way. Don't put them last. Because it was... Oh. Ugh, they were, well, and oh. it's the two biggest belts. That's what made no sense. It was the two biggest belts in your company. And you put them on these guys for a reason. Not to get squashed like this by like a two-minute match. Not even. That's Russo booking. Oh. That's no, what it is. Yeah, you're, you're right about Russo, but... Um, I think Goldberg was losing the belt no matter if Reigns wrestled or um, Stroman. Stroman. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and McIntyre had to take the belt. I mean, it was just inevitable. I mean, no matter how they did it, squash, 20-minute match, those guys aren't built for that, right? I, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Eric. They're not built for it. For no. these long 20, 30-minute matches. No, Strowman. Strowman's like a Kevin Nash. He doesn't have, like when Jim Cornette said he knows like six holds or six moves. I mean, really, he does. <laughs> he knows. He knows the sidewalk slam, the the elbow to the corner, um, a punch. That's three. A punch. <laughs> uh, jackknife. That's four. A big boot. That's five. Oh, the hair flip. That's six. So, <laughs> not everyone can be a man of a thousand and four holds. No, not like Jericho. <laughs> but Strowman can't – the problem with Strowman, he, those guys got to be like – they have to be like a featured attraction. They can't be like the main event. They can't be the first match. They got to be like – like when you start getting lost in the mid-card, you got to throw them in there and be like – so somebody goes like, oh, you know, wow, look at the size of this mother, you know. And then then you, you throw on your, your mid-card tag match. Then you throw on your, 
your your kind of upper mid card guys that are like just about there, like the, like you know like the like the back in the day would have been like somebody like Razor Ramon and like Tatanka or something. That's when you throw them on there, and then of course then you got like somebody like Michaels and Diesel. So I think they got to structure it like that because uh, they're losing a lot of talent that they could be utilizing or not utilizing talent that they could be, and they're overutilizing like guys that are just running out of gas and you know do i gotta go back oh, to the wait, wait, wait. i said it I said Steve Strowman. <laughs> no but Strowman wasn't the problem no goldberg's the problem goldberg's, goldberg's the problem and, Les and lesnar was the problem i think Strowman will yeah. give you a good 15 minute match goldberg hasn't couldn't do a match in 1997 let no. alone now no. <laughs> it's, it's, the belt on put the belt on a scrub just just for the fun of it if you want to transfer the belt why does it have to go to a goal? why does it have to go to a leather if the belt stop giving it to these 90 year old dinosaurs who couldn't do it back in the day either well to lesnar's credit he can still put on a good match when he wants to goldberg yeah he can't can't there was no reason for the for him to lose to, i mean to beat the fiend they should. They would have been perfect. Fiend versus Strowman or Fiend versus Reigns. It would have been maybe. Well, that could have been a little bit later. But I wouldn't mind seeing Fiend versus uh, Strowman, which we're going to get now. Well, actually, no. We're getting Bray versus him. We're not getting the Fiend right. yet. Correct. We get Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. But but that the the best thing that they did was put uh, Wyatt versus Strowman. I I thought it was great. I thought it was great last week. The week before, I think it was when it started. I thought it was a great way to segue, and that, that's the only um, confrontation you should have right now is Wyatt versus Strowman. Realistically, there's something else that makes sense, and there's and Wyatt is such a great, great talent. Great, yes, in every aspect of it. With and he can wrestle too, man. Thing. Yeah, he's got it all. I think it's true. A few times I've uh, taken Bob, it What off. did you think of um... – go ahead, Dave. What did you say? No, I said the times that they, like, gave him the reins and then they took it away from him, it was way too soon. He had so – he could have done so much more. They just had to trust right. him. See, that's, a per that's the perfect segue into what I was just about to ask Bunk because he, you weren't here last week. What do you think of the releases as a guy like Rusev, like you just said, who, 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 who gets this huge pop, gets this huge following, and they do nothing with him? So what do you think about his release as well as the rest of their releases? Were you were you like shocked? And no, not at all. I I personally thought Rooster was gone two months ago. But but <laughs> he should have been. He should have been gone two years ago. Right, but but another great talent. I, I you know, like like you said, but you know, but his wife is still there. I think they're not still long. married. Not for long. They're not, they're not gonna go for long. She she's on her way out. No. So why would you? Because she she really has no talent. So why would you hold on to her? She's well, not entertaining. Is it stable of that of that equation? So let me ask. Let me flip the question yeah. around on you guys. Each one of you, I'll ask one of you to name one talent that was released that you shocked about. Are you? Um, Gallows and Anderson. I'm 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 shocked about only because they just signed a new contract. Well, who? And Gallows and Anderson, the Bullet Club guys. Yep. Yeah, the OC, the OC. Um, they just signed a new contract. They were just using the Boneyard match. 
I thought they would still stick around and get you know at least be around till AJ Styles is quit is quitting. He already said this is his last contract. He's not coming back when this one's up. He's retiring. He's done. Still, I thought they'd at least stick around for that long, and he's get a, you know get a, some kind of a little push here and there. Uh, right. So they're the ones that shock me the most. There's potential uh, there with those two. I can't really think of one that was super shocking. I mean, besides, uh, hmm. I mean, Rusev just came out of nowhere. I think last week I said Zack Ryder might have been uh, someone I thought was kind of untouchable. Uh, I think I felt he kind of fit that uh, Miz, Titus O'Neil role where he's good to like go out and do events and things like that. And people know who he is. So I kind of thought he might have been one of the ones that was untouchable, but obviously not. <laughs> right. Hey yo, Zay, you got anybody on the list? Um, yeah, Zach Ryder's the one I was surprised about him and him, him and the Bullet Club. But you got it, Zach Ryder. Like, he's got that whole action figure thing going. You, you ever see that? Like, he he oh, hunts yeah. and does all. No, that's pretty cool. That's cool he's shit. A toy junkie. He's a toy junkie, <laughs> and, it, and it's pretty fun to watch it. Like, um. So I was kind of surprised. He's been there a while, too. So That's it's like, right. you know, furlough and old talent. I mean, Kurt Angle, I'm not surprised, you know. Um, who else? Wasn't there a couple more backstage? Like yeah, bigger Hurricane. Game? Hurricane. Helms. Uh, yeah, like those guys. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised at them. Maybe Finley? I'm not surprised at Finley. Finley. Yeah. But those are, now they, those got, are guys, they got they got plenty those, of those would be more shocking to me because of they're working with the talent. Yeah, and they you need know? guys like that to work with them because right. frankly, so the guys working they suck. This <laughs> you know, and um, Farachi just said that Vince doesn't like contracts. He he is one hundred percent correct. He is, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I mean, well, that, I also said Sarah. I didn't hear a word. Yeah. <laughs> nope. We're losing you. Yeah, you're breaking up. Nope, Tim. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we need subtitles for <laughs> for Timmy. <laughs> nope, you're completely gone now. You're gone. Gone. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there, there you are. are. Hello, hello. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's Something wrong with my headphones now. Now I have to take a look at them later. What happened? What happened here? <laughs> but like I, I was saying, uh, Sarah Logan was a shock. Because uh, out of the out of the three wide squad members, go ahead. You don't think Sarah Logan was a shock? No. Really? I, I, I think I she think, could. I, think I haven't did my research. Viking Raiders <laughs> is just a waste. It's a filler. Oh, wasn't she in another federation? Wasn't she like a she played like an axe killer, like someone crazy? Yep, Sarah Logan. Yep, she sure did. I, I'm pretty sure Sarah Logan was also supposed to be Sister Abigail originally. Originally, that's what I've heard. So maybe, so maybe Sarah Logan just needs that gimmick switch, and hopefully they bring her back with that gimmick switch. Your girl Liv needs to be Sister Abigail. Ooh, no, no, let, us, let, us, let her stay hot. Interesting. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't want to make, I don't I don't want to make it all goth and dark and gross. I, I think that's oh, why I they think. won't put her or maybe like Alexa even to do that just cuz they they got to keep that 
that nice look on them. But I think Alexa no. would have been a good one to like manipulate Brie. I think that would have been great. No, she, they got to put her in black lipstick and like dark eye shade. And like, you know, oh man, she could climb on top of me and stab me with pencils and stuff. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, I miss the pink, the pink hair and all that stuff. I miss all that. I like that. What shit. are you gonna do? I like that shit too. Well, well, you like Ruby Riot then? Yeah, I mean, the wilder the girl, the better. I mean, you know, I'm not scared of crazy, dude. Like, bring him. Be right back. <laughs> well, also, uh, what this guy already got released today? Uh, Kane Velasquez. Oh, he got released. Yep. Who cares? Never cared about it. Never no, wanted to go. They still made a big him. name, like a big deal about yeah. him. He was gonna like be like was at least fun having him there. It was an attraction. Yeah. But you know what I always thought of the Kane Velasquez thing? It, hear me out. I I always viewed is he beat Lesnar, right? In UFC. Yeah. In UFC. I always viewed that as that's Le Lesnar's Hogan to Velasquez's Ultimate Warrior, bringing him in so he can beat him. You know what I mean? I always thought they were going to take that route. You know what I mean? They could have. That with it. You know what I, I mean? Like, because Hogan was all butthurt because he had to, had to put the Warrior over. Not saying that Lesnar wouldn't do business, but, you know, that's, that's a pretty humiliating defeat for the guy who's supposed to be the toughest guy on the planet, you know? Rock Lesnar, you know, but Velasquez beat him. Am I saying that right? Velasquez, 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 Velasquez yeah, Velasquez. Yeah, but yeah, no. You want to actually like physically beat him? Like you can't take that away from him. He cut no. him, he got him scarred. No, that that's a that's a win in a fight, dude. So, you know, I always thought, I always thought that would be. Uh, Bug, you hooked up? Good deal. Good deal. Oh, we oh. lost Dave. Oh, we lost Tim. Dave went that way. <laughs> so that now, way. as the host of the show, I'm going to promote Y Club. No, I'm kidding, guys. I'm going to promote. <laughs> um, we were going to. Perfect time. There he is. Welcome back, Tim. Bunker's. Uh, Parker's doing the five ice cube shuffle. Tim can't hear us, I don't think, Dave. Nope, Tim. Doesn't look like it. Nope. Nothing. Um, uh, while we wait for Tim, uh, we discussed before you got on, Dave, Dino Bravo, the dark side of the ring last week. Oh, How did, okay. you, uh, did you watch it yet? Did you see yes, that episode? Yes, I did. How'd yeah, you feel about that? First, let me ask you first, did you know who Dino Bravo was? I knew the name. I didn't really know too much of the story. Uh, okay. Like, obviously, like, watching, like, classics and things like that, you see who Dino Bravo is, but I never really, like, fully knew his character, like, any of his, like, promos and anything like that. So yeah. watching the documentary, I learned a little bit more. And then what got me even more was this whole, like, mafia thing and how this case is still, like, uh, open. I thought that's insane. Isn't that cool? And all That's the theories crazy. they give you, I mean, obviously, obviously it was an organized hit. Um, I think the mob probably organized it, but like to, to find out he was in bed with like the natives, the drug dealers and, and the, and the mafia is makes for an interesting dynamic. Bunker, you okay? 
It does. It leaves it uh, <laughs> leaves it open to like your interpretation. Like, who do you think actually you know yeah. took care of Dino yeah. and did We're it like so quietly? Dino Bravo. Go ahead, Dave. I was just saying like how they did it so like like they were saying like it had to have been someone that you know that he knew. So yeah. it's like you know there was no forced entry. The amount of times they like shot him and where it it was just incredible. Yeah. We're experiencing technical Tim difficult. Tim, can you hear us? Oh, he's he's rebooting. Monk, did you watch Dark Side of the Ring last week, the Dino Bravo episode? I think so. <laughs> a long quarantine, bro. Um, no, I I don't think I did. I don't think. What I was did. the? What I was? Did, um, have you watched any of them? Benoit. Benoit. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about that series? Do you think it's a neat, a nice series? Do you like the way they depict these stories in that in that the? I think it's. I be, I didn't know we were already on season two. Oh yeah. 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 So I went back to season one and, you know, the Macho Man, you know, the most overrated performer ever. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Tim. I'm just kidding. I wish Tim could hear us just because I would have loved to have seen his reaction to that one. Macho Man sucks. <laughs> I hate that dude. He sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, even from that and everything else, I just watched the uh, last night, I just watched uh, the Montreal Screwjob. That's a good one. That's a good one. That, that, a great one. And, yeah. Um, but did you hear what uh, uh, Razor Ramon says? Oh, he thinks it's a work. He thinks it's all a work. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think it's a work? Go ahead. I don't, I don't think it's a work. Just of the way, like I think we've said it before, just because of how Brett has like, like how he how everything happened to Brett. Like he kind of just went downhill from there. I don't think if it was a work. You know, his he would have taken such a big hit. Hollywood, unless unless it was why? Because he went to WCW, and they didn't use him correctly, right? Well, then again, he he what is it? He messed up his hand and couldn't be automatically, you know, on Nitro the next night. Which I still would have put him out. I still would have put him out there with a messed up hand. He doesn't got to do anything. He's got a left one. Right. And then what did he do? Like a week later, he came out and then they wanted to make up a referee or something like that? Yeah. yeah. It was like two, three weeks later. Yeah. He finally came back. And uh, how did that happen? I have no idea. Oh, I think Tim is uh, messing with it. The Benoit one is probably the greatest. And I have last night's uh, part two to uh, watch. Did it's you really good. Watch last night? Um, no, it's it's on tonight. Yeah, tonight. I thought it was on tomorrow. I thought it was on last night. It, it drops every Tuesday. Yeah. So tonight's Doctor D. David Schultz. Some somebody from your or my era. <laughs> um. Buck and I are in our late thirties, so it's. Uh, yes, late thirties. <laughs> but no, uh, we got Road Warriors coming up. We have Owen Hart coming up. Um. Obviously, you said you watched last season. The Von Erichs were in that one. Uh, Bruiser Brody. See, I think that uh, was my favorite one, the Bruiser Brody one. Brody was really good. That one was really good. Yeah. Also crazy fun. how, you know, you think about it, like, how it kind of seemed like everything was covered up for that one. And I don't know, like, how this guy just didn't uh, – how he got off. Like, what, when you have someone saying, 
that he saw him do it. Or like he didn't see him do it, but that he came out, he went in with there in there with him, came out and he was all bloody with a knife. It's the same it's the same thing. Like if you're in back in the territory days, if you were a New York wrestler and you went like to California to wrestle, I mean that's further away than Puerto Rico. So if you go out of your territory, you're in foreign ground anyway. It doesn't matter if you're going from like Tampa, like Tampa to Missouri, Calgary to Montreal, Texas to Minnesota. There was no internet back then. All there were was like a weekly or a monthly magazine and, and telephone calls. So you, it was basically the Wild West wherever you went. Basically the Wild West wherever you How did that happen? Is Tim back with us? Are you back, Tim? Tim's trying to make it happen. Tim's trying to make it happen. He just left. But that Brody thing, because I mean, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. We have to make that clear. But it's it's foreign enough to where they govern themselves and they, they can probably, if, if something shitty happened, which I'm pretty sure it did, it can get covered up back, at least in the 80s, a little easier than it could now. I mean, obviously now you can't cover anything now. But, well, as you saw with, with Dino Bravo up in Canada, I mean, you know, mob hit, nobody knows anything. It's like, did you see anything? No, I didn't see anything. No, I didn't see anything, you know? So that's how that's how that went back then. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the Brody thing was, was crazy. Mm -hmm. It's true. So... Quick question, thinking about this now. It's something I thought about it before uh, AEW and mainly NXT came out. Do you think that it was it easy? Is. Well, I mean, I feel like you guys would know. Do you think it was uh, – because now that all the ter – there's no more territories, basically. But back then there was. Do you think it was easier to make it as a professional wrestler then than it is now? Yeah. I think so. I'll defer that to Hello. Eric. Hey, Tim. Hey, I, I had to sign on with my phone because I don't, I don't know what's going on with this thing. I have no idea what's going on. No kidding. Yeah. Well, at least you're back, dude. Yeah, yeah well, I know. Like, I, I tuned back in and I heard Puerto Rico and I didn't know what was going on. So, Well, what I did was while you were doing your thing, I recapped because Dave and Bunk missed the Dark Side of the Ring segment. We kind of did. So Bunker, Bunker's been playing patty cake with, with the with – the, the ice machine common room and Dave and I have been having a nice conversation. No, we we're talking about Puerto Rico. I was doing kind of like a segue about eighties wrestling territory. And cause Dave brought up the territories. And, but before that we were kind of talking about, I was telling like the bruiser Brody story, how it was covered up and how Dino Bravo kind of didn't really get solved. And I told him like the territories back then, it didn't matter if you like went from New York, like the Portland territory, you're far away from home. Like there was no internet. There was no, you know, like I said, a, a magazine came out monthly to know where you were. You had a telephone and nine times out of 10, you couldn't call long distance. So things could get covered up a little easier than they can now, you know? So that's kind of why I think that, that Bruiser Brody thing got thrown out of proportion because, you know, there was no, it was a wild west in the 80s, you know. Still is. It still is. Still is the 80s or still the wild west? <laughs> the wild west. The wild, the wild west. west. But as far as like uh, what you said, Dave, uh, is it harder 
now than it was then? Is that what you want to know? Yeah, like if you thought it would be easier to get into like professional wrestling back then, that there were so many different territories, and now where you don't really have territories, you just have you know your WWE, now your AEW, your New Japan, Ring of Honor. I think it's easier now because there's more people who think they're they know how to train you. Mm. I wouldn't trust anybody unless they were an established name. Like, I, I know you've heard of like, you know, oh yeah, my buddy's an indie wrestler, you know, a guy like me, he was, he's a wrestler like me, but he got trained by, you know, you know, Rob Jackhammer, who you've never heard of, who's another indie wrestler. Like, okay. So then you get in the ring because I've wrestled guys like this before. You get in the ring with them and they, and they, they're the shits. No, they barely know how to lock up. They don't know how to the psychology of a match. Um, I think it was it's probably easier to get in now, but it was probably better to get in back then because you actually learn the real craft. Now you're just learning, like, count to three after the third firework and walk out. You know what I mean? But, but isn't that part of the sports entertainment, though, Eric? That's where it evolved, man. That's why it's a different... It's a different game now. You're not you're not Steve Regal and Ric Flair and all those guys that wrestle. You're Shawn Michaels and well, you know don't, the, don't use Michaels as a reference. <laughs> well, he's the, he, he's the showman and he's kind of what shifted a lot, you know, his attitude shifted a lot of this. The click. Am I wrong, Tim? Click kind of brought sports entertainment to its forefront here. So um, I, I would rather be, I was a wrestler, you know, I got trained by guys that were, that were tough. I got trained by legit guys that knew how to fight, you know, other than wrestle, you know, guys that knew, that knew martial arts, guys that knew, you know, uh, grappling and real wrestling. So we had to be tough before we were wrestlers. Cause I, like I told these guys last week. I watched guys walk in an hour and leave. They couldn't take it. You know, Dave Batista almost couldn't take it. I mean, I was there when Dave Batista walked into a wrestling. Um, we need to get Joel. Is that my buddy Joel on here to help me tell that story? Yeah, great. Yeah, Batista. He tried out at our gym. That's where he tried out to be a, be, be a worker. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, he didn't fit through the doorway. He probably weighed 365 pounds. I'm not kidding you. He was no. gigantic. And uh, we we're just like looking at him going like, is this a joke? Like, is this guy really going to get in the ring? And he got in the ring and we ran him through the drills and his tryout. And he, of course, Alpha was going to take him. Look at him. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, like nowadays, it's just different, man. It's just, it's different, you know? You know, he didn't. He didn't really get trained by us. He did, but then he got sent to OVW and all that shit. So, you know, I don't know what was going on back then. Um, yeah, because that's right around when Cornette left to go to OVW to run it. And what what happened with Dave was he was with us for a while. I have an old tape of he of. Uh, it's called Sports Fest 99. And he's actually on the same tape I am on the show. And it's pretty cool. And um, right after that, he worked with us for a little while. And the, he 
they took him right up to Stanford. And, I mean, he walked right in and Vince signed him. Like, <laughs> sent him to OVW and he was like Leviathan or something. But he can't work to save his ass, I don't think. So but, you you got to lock up with him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did that go? Um, Remember monkey bars when you were a kid? <laughs> it's like it's like locking up with that and trying to move. You know what I mean? It's try, trying to move. It just doesn't work. It's not because you got to tell him because he's so strong. And I was like one of those guys you could fly around and push, bounce around. I was only 235 pounds, 240. I mean, they picked me up like this, like go like that. And uh, like, you know. My buddy Joel will tell you, like, we got to get my buddy Joel on here. He's like, he's the greatest guy in the world. He spent a lot of time with Dave. Like, I only spent time with Dave, like, down at training. But Joel spent a lot of intimate time with him and helped him a lot. I mean, Batista ought to be thanking him if you want my opinion. But <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I let Dave throw me around, you know, because I, I could bounce and I'd spring and I could bump. And because um, Joel would show him, like, Joel would do it to me. Like he'd pick me up, military press me, and like throw me, and or like he'd, he'd like toss me out of the ring, and I'd make it look good, you know. And it was just fun, but uh, no, man, he's he's like, you know, he's like a broken robot, you know. You can't, you can't do anything with him, but he's like like Bunker said, entertainment. You're gonna show up and watch him because he's Dave Batista. Sure, sure. And swing us back into reality here. What are we doing? I don't know. I said we were going to wing this show, and we are winging it. We are winging it. Uh, you know, um, I don't need these stupid things anymore. I don't think I charge them enough. That's why. And they keep dying. I, I think that's what it is. That could be. So you want to wing they keep it? keep going out, so I'm not even going to use them anymore. So I have double it? duty going on, but whatever. We're winging um, it, bud. Dude, I'm open for anything. Okay. I said we, so, we, we, didn't, we didn't plan the show. We said we're going to wing it, so wing it. We're, let, we're almost to an hour let, already. Let, so let, let, keep going a little more and, and wing it away. <laughs> it's it's now. Oh, I know what, hey, Bunk, what do you think of Orange Cassidy? I like it. <laughs> corny, corny, but I very, like it. very, but it's great. You don't think you don't, you I, don't think it's an entertaining gimmick? I I actually like Jax Cassidy better. Yeah, <laughs> your son, dude. He's so good. He's so good. I don't know. Um, I, he's my kid, man. I'm telling you right now, my kid is that is Orange Cassidy through and through. He is. No, but he what I was going to bring up, what I was going to bring up, like out of the blue, and it, it's kind of weird because they're kind of trying to push Dana Brooke, and you you look, and I'm going to trim this for weirdness, but where where do you guys see like the women's Money in the Bank going? Like who should win? Probably Shayna. Who? Shayna Baszler. No. I I'm, I, I feel like that's what they're setting it up for. I, I don't think they're gonna give it to Nia. Hollywood, they have to. They have to, but I don't want her to win. But they have to. Because <laughs> they crushed her at WrestleMania. They they should have had her get disqualified, like just like how they did with Sarah Logan. That's how they that match should have ended, not Becky the way she won, because it kind of she kind of won clean against Shayna, and it kind of made her look like not that not that fierce, like how they've been booking her since she got there. 
Yeah, because I went back and watched promos, and I'm like, geez, this is a bad bitch, you know? And then all of a sudden, like like you said, she she got, like, I mean, what's your face? Um, Becky mm-hmm. Lynch? Yeah. That's the one that beat her? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I expected, like, a, a knockdown drag out or a big dusty finish or something. And, I mean, like you said, it was like, it was a it was a clean, clean sweep. She put her over, man. She put her over. Yeah, which was shocking. But, really was shocking. I, I guess going forward, what, I mean, what, what do they do? I mean, do they keep it the same or do they do they introduce? I mean, because they are realistically trying to push Dana Brooke right now. That's what I saw the last two weeks. But I don't, know I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like her. Uh, I, I would like. I know this uh, upcoming week. It's uh, Carmella versus Mandy Rose. I wouldn't mind a Mandy Rose getting a little bit of a push, but I don't think she's going to just because it looks like they're going to keep uh, her and Sonia with that uh, rivalry that they've formed. But I wouldn't have minded like a Mandy Rose in that match. Well, they were well, supposed to have the big uh, lesbian <laughs> relationship gimmick that they put on and they shut off and they put on and then they gave it to they gave it to your girl stupid Lana who ruins ruins everything anyway so why even bother giving it to her in the first place so well, and now it's more of like a, I think they're gonna pull out that whole I was in love with you angle and when she ends up with big fat Otis I think Sonya got a little jealous and uh that's where that's gonna go I have a feeling because you know Sonya's been pushing for that lesbian gimmick for, for like a year now um, as far as women go, I'm a Nia Jax fan, so there's no, there's no arguing with me. Like, I like a full figured woman who's almost my size or my height. Make her own, and that's an even plus. <laughs> oh, she's dangerous though. Too, she's dangerous. She's dangerous in the ring, dude. I, I would let her kick me right in the nuts. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, if, if, if she said, "I'll be honest with you, Naya, Naya is gorgeous. She is absolutely gorgeous. Very, very gorgeous woman. Yeah, she really is. Legit. She has her moments. No, I mean, you look at her like facially. Yeah, don't, she, don't get she, the rest of it fooled. And yeah, no, she, him, she's, when you talk about Mandy Rose and her lesbian scenes, Mandy doesn't want to do that because of." There's a bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was bunk doing the uh, RVD. What? Yeah. The uh, where's Farachi? I want Farachi on this thing. He he's I deferred. The guy. Well, he's deferred. Uh, you know, pre- uh, temporary custodianship. What was that in Lord of the Rings? Stewardship to. To Tim, so steward of Gondor, <laughs> steward of Gondor. No, listen, listen. Would would somebody tell Farachi that he's not going to get coronavirus if he Hang joins on. in? <laughs> Tim's getting. What are you doing, Tim? Tim's probably going to go get him. Um. So but, we uh, had a we had a question on our chat, Dave. Uh, was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat overrated or underrated? Uh, I definitely Bunker, not overrated. Yeah, Bunker's question. 
<laughs> since you you were you were uh you know in your mid 40s during the 80s era so tell us what you think about ricky the dragon no what do you he grew you we grew up with ricky steve so you know him in and out so how, how do you is he overrated underrated i'm just gonna say hang on a second i'm just having so many issues here today <laughs> Are you asking Dave or are you asking Tim? Was that well? First, I was asking you, but then I asked everybody. You and me, you like us. I want to get Dave's opinion afterward because he's a little after us. Because I, I don't want his to be, in, you know what I mean. I want to hear you. Go, we all grew up with him, so I want to hear what we, you know. I'm gonna. Per- I'll tell you how I feel first. There's no way he's he's overrated. There's, he's not really underrated either. Like Ricky Steamboat is one of those wrestlers who's almost like flawless. Like he can he can bump. He's scientific. He can fly. He can work a match. And the one thing he's got going that nobody in the business can say is he's never been a heel. He never had to be because everybody loved him. Never, never been a what? Heel. heel. Never been a heel. He's always been a babyface. So I think he's very underrated for one, and it wasn't until he got to WCW and had those matches with Flair and stuff did you, did I even realize? Disagree. It. Disagree. Really, dude? Did he have the Did he have the matches with Flair before Macho? Well, I'm, no, I'm just saying his his general WWF run. They didn't utilize him. I agree. I, agree. I mean, the Macho Man, of course, is one of the best matches of all time. But I'm talking about when he when he finally got to WCW with Flair and all those matches. I think he had a much better, much better career. Yeah. Who's drinking tonight? <laughs> what? Who's he's had too many white. He's had too many white claws. Yes. Are you Where saying that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat did not become Ricky the Dragon Steamboat until he went to WCW? Yes. When he had unbelievable, unbelievable matches with the Macho Man. Unbelievable. Yeah. They, what was it? WrestleMania six, WrestleMania three, three, three. Don't get me wrong. Three, six. I don't know what it was. Three. But they stole the show. Stole the show. No, I'm yep. not saying that. What no, I'm saying that's was, what I'm saying. He wasn't as good. What I'm saying was he didn't. He didn't get the recognition until he was in WCW with Flair. Those matches with Flair and that. Those sixty minute okay. matches. Those crazy ass matches. That is what I'm saying. Okay. He was underrated. That's why. I got you. I got you. Steamboat, I, I'm going to blow your guys' mind. Steamboat and Flair had feuds even before he was in WWF the first time. Now, they wrestled in the 70s, 70s and early 80s. Now, uh, yeah, Georgia, NWA South, uh, Mid-South. Um, now, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was more over in the South than he was up north. And I agree with Tim down here, down there. I agree with Tim. I, I don't think he was utilized correctly at all in the WWF. I don't think they used him good at all. Um, they dressed him as a dragon. Don't forget, they dressed him like a dragon after a while. They gave him a big lizard. That was around. after he was the, the WCW an NWA world champion. Exactly. He comes back, he looks like an iguana. Exactly. There's steamboat really fire. Stop it. 
Steamboat got put on the map when he had his matches with with Ricky the Dragon uh, with uh, Macho Man. Legit, I agree. I can't disagree with that. I guess the point you're trying to make is like, where did it go from there? He didn't really get. But my thing more of a push, kind of like we talked about. Kind of. He didn't need to. He didn't need to. Those matches were. I went to Tim, Eric. You guys know this. Broome County Arena. When I swear to God, this is what happened at Broome County Arena, and they they put on TV. I don't know if they did or not. When Macho Man crushes Larynx. Yeah. I was there. Okay. You were there. there. Yeah, so was I. I I don't know if that's what happened the first time, but I'm just saying that was that match was at, I don't know, 11 years old. was unbelievable. Yeah. Freaking out. And now at 29 years old, unbelievable. (laughs) No, but Mike, no, what I'm saying is. Like when he went to WCW and, and wins and the world champion, I was like, "Wow, Ricky Steamboat's actually the world champion." Yeah, and then he comes. You're back, right. But then he comes back and he's a Rainbow Dragon. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I don't think I don't think WWF properly utilized him, which makes him underrated as far as that goes. Right, and he wasn't even in the twilight of his career because he had a pretty solid uh, two three years. He feuded with uh, stunning Steve Austin. He feuded with. Those good matches. They were really good matches, and I believe he tagged with Shane Douglas for a little bit. I hate Shane Douglas. Yeah, we need we need to have a talk about Shane Douglas sometime because he's going to wrap Intercontinental Championship. He's a prick. What do you think about Shane? Real quick, I want to know what Dave first thinks about Steamboat. And then I want to hear what you say about Shane Douglas. So Steamboat first, go. So uh, with uh, Steamboat, I think, yeah, he definitely was not uh, overrated. I thought just like you guys, he was was a little bit underrated. And I told you guys this once I watched WrestleMania 1, that he had that match with Matt Bourne. I thought that was probably the best, like, technical match off the card. I I love that match. That was probably my favorite match of that, that WrestleMania. Uh, so I think, and he even throughout the years, like he he's put on a lot of good work. And going back to what you guys said, uh, well, at least what Tim said that I don't think that he was utilized correctly, and he was kind of like Piper, like these guys were get, like getting over with the crowd, but they just weren't given that that next level of push. Jane Douglas. Shane Douglas. The most I remember about Shane Douglas was uh was uh, him and a uh, razor. He was supposed to get the Intercontinental Championship, and then uh, <laughs> he got it. And then, like two seconds later, Razor came in and whooped him. Um, I never got to really. I don't think I ever met Shane. I know guys that had met him. They say he's a nice enough guy, but a lot of guys say he's a prick. Um, full of him. Not prick, but full of himself. Um, but like I said, I never met him to make that call. But I've watched a lot of shoot interviews where he's kind of a douchebag. He's so, a douchebag. And if you're <laughs> gonna run, if you're gonna make up lies about like all these wrestlers, you know, at least make them believable. What I like was on the uh, on the click special where he said, "Oh, I left because I couldn't control my temper. I wouldn't deal with those guys, dude. 
You're talking about five guys who would beat the living shit out of you. <laughs> he's acting all tough. So you know what the hell with him. But Sid Sid went to ECW. Nobody nobody messed with him down there. Kind of all thought they were tough, and Sid walked in there. They they all probably cowered. They bowed to the man who ruled the world. Psycho Sid. <laughs> So, Shane Douglas is a dick. Steamboat's underrated. Bunker, I got to know where you stand on the Ultimate Warrior. Ooh, God, I'm still waiting for this topic. That show. No, no, that, that's a whole show. I know. That, that, show, that show is going to be, oof. Because I just came upon his comic book. Do you know his comic book? I still have it. I have one. The one where he raped Santa Claus? Wait a minute. What comic book are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He a lot of allegations have come up over that comic book, especially because the fact that he's, he made a lot of racist comments, a lot of homophobic comments. Then he got that comic where it looks like he's raping Santa and he's beating up little black kids in it. <laughs> I have the one where it just shows his face. I don't know. This is going to be a matter of fact. We might make this for next week. We'll dedicate the whole next show to the Ultimate Warrior because I'm going to have to get that comic for you. Wow. Warriors a Warriors a homophobic racist. And in a racist. the comic, he's beating up little black kids. Oh no! I will show you pictures. He could have at least done that in the 70s when he got when you know when everybody would have went like that, you know. <laughs> Come on, Bunker. What don't look at don't don't give me that all shuck shit. Come on. Oh, Bunk, we can't hear you. Bunk, unmute yourself. How you doing? Bunker. Uh-oh, we lost him. Oh, can't hear him. We lost him. No, but seriously, that that's... That's look, what The Ultimate Warrior, I'm not saying mentally he was... A, he was a, a freaking fruitcake. I can believe he's a racist. I can believe he's a homophobe, too. Um, I, I'm trying... I try to separate... I, you know what? Let's not talk. Let's dedicate the show to him. Let's dedicate the show to him. We can't, we can't go on a deep dive on the ultimate war. I think I think you're the only one defending him. <laughs> or at least beating up little black kids, dude. I can't defend that, man. That's not fair. I got, I and got raping Santa Claus? He's raping Santa Claus? Dude, look. We got to see the receipts, Tim. We got to see the receipts, Tim. Oh, man. He couldn't, me? like, rape Noriega or something? It had to be Santa Claus? <laughs> it's, a, it's a scary. I hear you, Bunk. We got you back. So, why are you asking me about the Ultimate Warrior, number one? Because we're going to dedicate he's the a most show. Overrated wrestler of all time. But overrated? Bunk, so let, let me get I you told here. You, Eric, you're gonna be the Would only you one. have rated his theme music in your top 10? Yeah. Bunker. Bunk, would you have put Ultimate Warrior's theme song in your top 10 theme songs of all time? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What number? 
seven. Okay, good. Not one. <laughs> now when I hear the musical, I all I think of is Santa getting raped. <laughs> yeah, you just Tim. Thank you. I can't for that. Hard, dude. Wait, wait, right there. <laughs> so he's, beating up, on, he's beating up little black kids. So. He's raping will, Santa Claus. So. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you the pages, and you can look at it yourself. And so here's where we'll, we will discuss it. You see where his head is, though. Okay, he he's he's walking through ghettos. What are you talking about? And then he's going into rich white neighborhoods. That they're metaphors, dude. He thinks he's better than everybody. This guy was damaged. Bunk, there's an Ultimate Warrior comic book. And there's pages where it looks like he's basically raping Santa Claus. Because he knocks out Santa and takes his takes his costume off. So there's a, a naked Santa laying on the floor while the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> is putting his suit on. Hold on. Hollywood, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Eric. Yes. We can't hear Eric. Uh, you can't hear me. It's, it's this wonderful technology we got going on. You can't hear me now? Okay. I hear you. I, I need to hear Eric before you close down because I'm about to tell him how ridiculous Rowdy Roddy Piper was. Oh, <laughs> that was fighting words. But before that, I, I got to share you know, this. because in, in a respectful way, there's two sides to it. Okay. We'll, we'll do that. Dave, what do you got to say? Hold on. I'm sharing this. Uh, this is the photo. Oh, wait. Did it not do it? Oh, there it is. That's, there that's the photo he's talking about. Oh, my. There it is. God. See? That's erotica. That's, Eric, that's gay go erotica. Go out there and come back in. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I'm shook. I cannot believe that this was a comic book. See, I told you. I'm not, I don't lie. What's? Oh my god! You ever watch? You ever watch an hourglass? Like my my youth, just like the last three sprinkles of sand just hit the bottom. Nope. Still the here. Can you? Can you? Dave, can you hear me? I can hear you. Dave, I hear you too. Bunker, you hear me? Shut oh. up. Oh, he says. Eric? Yeah? Yes. Okay, Bunk. Go ahead. I can hear you. I can't hear Eric. It's all right. He can hear you. It's good enough. Okay. <laughs> what? My Piper pieces? Yes. Yeah, give us your Piper. That's for the, for the, okay. We're going to close the show with this, so go ahead. All right. So it's not anything extravagant or long or anything like that. But Piper was so good, was so good with the mic, so good. Um, Piper's pit, everything else that you want to talk about. Him as a wrestler, garbage, garbage. Well, he was a seventies wrestler, huh? He was a seventies guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You have to adjust to the eighties and late eighties slash nineties. It's garbage. He, Some of was, these guys... He, like Eric, you talked about Strowman and these guys with your six moves or whatever it is, 12 moves, nine moves, I don't know. He was that guy. He was. I don't remember seeing a Piper match that went more than 10 minutes. 
Yeah, he's got a know. point. I, I love Piper. Don't don't get me wrong. I love Piper as what he did with Piper's Pit, commentating and everything else. But as a wrestler, that's why. Did, did the guy ever win a championship? Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Yep. Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Okay, and then what? He lost uh, to Bret Hart. Yep. Right, but he never main evented anything. Realistically, realistically, and one. No, and that's sad because Piper had the ability to do that. In my eyes, he was the right heel in the wrong era. I think. But I don't know. That's just my take. I know Eric is muted. Whatever he might have his thing muted. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a crack on anybody. But it's just no. like. I just, I just don't understand his whole persona. I mean, he was so good at Piper's Pit, but anything else is kind of just. Well, he, like I said, he was one of those Greg the Hammer Valentine type guys, those, those guys from the seventies who just didn't, you know, they were wrestlers. That's yeah, it. they were grapplers. They were wrestlers. They and that was it. They were, they were brawler. Even Piper was a brawler. He wasn't really going to get technical and jump off the rope and. All that no. kind of stuff. And he not, he was brought up in an era to protect the business. It should be a showmanship. Yeah. It was just generic. All right, gentlemen. I thought, just my opinion. Well, with all those technical problems we're having today, I think it's time to call this one. Especially since uh, Eric has to digest the fact that Ultimate Warrior raped Santa. Yeah. And, uh, goodbye, goodbye, youthful Eric. Wherever you are. Don't talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> I say we wrap it up here. So, next week, we will deconstruct the Ultimate Warrior. The Warrior Finally, episode. It'll be us versus Eric, I think. <laughs> Unless someone else out there wants to come to Eric's defense and the Ultimate Warrior's defense. Anybody, uh, feel free. Anybody have any parting remarks before we go? Steve Parachi. Open Florida. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he has that much range. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Steve Ferracci, if you're listening, and Scott Peterson, no I'm, pretty, I'm pretty pissed off at Scott Peterson because he didn't like my comment on him and uh, what is he talking about? He was uh, like alien thing last night. Did you guys see that? No. You I, I tried to watch it, but it wasn't letting me watch it through the phone. Oh, okay. I watched some of it. I even made a, a cool comment. I, I set Scott right up for an insult and he missed it. So, <laughs> must, must be his wife's got, got his testicles up on the shelf somewhere getting dusty. So, there you go. Leave Jack Tunney alone. <laughs> Leave Jack Tunney alone. <laughs> and as for me, White Claw, sponsor us. Still waiting for that call. Never. I'll never allow that. Thanks, guys, for letting me participate. Thanks, Bunker. Yeah, All right, yeah, Bunker, thanks for joining us. You're welcome anytime. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up episode number 13 of the Just Too Sweet Show. For Hollywood Dave, for the bad guy, Eric Zant, I am Big Daddy Cool Tim Tabala. And like we say every week, whether you love us or you don't, we're the best thing going today. Woo! Good night.